you flow, flow back to my to my organs. When did that even happen? And when all of that hit me all at once, I immediately started crying. Tears started rolling down my eyes. I, I realized that I was gone for a long time. In my head, I just closed my eyes, opened them back up, and that's it. That's all that happened. But at that moment, I realized that I passed out. I, I was totally gone. I was not in possession of my body whatsoever. And at this moment, I looked up and I said, I know I've been keeping that from you guys for a long time and it feels really good to let you know, but alhamdulillah, I started praying to God. If I th those are my last words that I was going to say. That's what I wanted to say for the last breath that I took. I thought my life was over at that moment. That's like a, a once-in-a-lifetime story, man. Uh, that doesn't happen to most people. You needed food as soon as possible. We would eat anything from anywhere at this moment. And we're looking for all the restaurants and they're all closed. Every single grocery store, every place to buy food, every place to buy any form of grocery was closed, except the bars. And we obviously don't drink, but there was a bar that had a pizza kitchen in it at the same time. It was a bad situation. It was called Hideaway's Pizza Hub. We were in Lahu, Hawaii. And we, we had no other choice but to go to this pizza hub. And we went there, we got pizza, we came back and ate it. And after we ate the pizza, we knocked out, went straight to sleep. The very, very next morning, I woke up and I immediately knew I made the biggest mistake of my entire life. I had horrible food poisoning. My stomach was turning and twisting. By six in the morning, I was throwing up everything that I've tried, that I've ate, and every part of me just felt like it was deteriorating. I was horribly poisoned. And it wasn't normal. It wasn't like I would get over it in six to 12 hours really quick, it's done. Like this was, I don't understand what kind of bacteria these guys had in their kitchen, how long they left their cheese out, how disgusting their, their work environment is. But it was the worst food poisoning I've had in my entire life. If I tried to drink water, if I was literally just drinking water, even a small sip, I would throw it up within five minutes of drinking it. The water and everything that I ate would sit in my upper abdomen and it wouldn't go down and I couldn't digest anything. No food, no water, no electrolytes, no, no coconut water, no Pedialyte. Nothing that I drink would go down. And I thought this would blow over in just a couple of hours. It kept on getting worse. After maybe the seventh or eighth time that I threw up, I, I knew that there was, there was no going back. Like I was in some really, really deep. So the seventh time that I threw up, I finally went back to the bedroom and I'm sitting there and I lay my head back and this must have been like at 4 or 5 p.m. Now this is what, like 16 hours with no water, with no drinks. I'm laying back on the bed and I fall asleep. Now, this is really scary because I didn't sleep because I was tired or because it was a long flight. I fell asleep because I was severely dehydrated. Couldn't put any liquids down in the hot island of Hawaii. I couldn't drink anything. And I wake up 30 minutes later after falling asleep and my body is on fire. I was overheating way too fast. My, my skin was boiling. So I ran to the bathroom and I'm again throwing up. I'm trying to drink some water, pour some water on me, do anything just to cool off. And after I sit back down, I just kind of give up at this moment because I couldn't even lift my arms. I had no energy at this time. I start calling for my friend. I tried to tell him, yo, come into the bathroom. Come, come take me out of here. Yo, and I'm calling him over and over with the faintest of my voice. I couldn't even, I couldn't even scream how dehydrated and tired I was. So he finally hears me and he comes in. He's like, yo, did you call me? And he sees me on the floor. He's like, yo, Alex, get up, bro. Alex, yo, come on. What the hell's going on? Alex, get up. Let's go. And he's trying to lift me up and he's trying to like hold me and talk to me and make sure, make sure that I'm still staying sane. And as I'm looking at him, I, I was hanging onto his shoulders and he's a medical student. So he knows the signs of when someone's about to really pass out. And I was hanging onto his shoulders and I'm squeezing as hard as I possibly could. And I'm trying to stay balanced and I'm looking at him and he's screaming, Alex, stay awake. Alex, yo, are you good? Alex. And he was just trying to keep on talking to me and asking questions. And I'm holding onto his shoulders and I slowly start to see everything go very, very blurry. And before I know it, from my perspective, I'm looking at him. Everything gets blurry for a couple of seconds. Close my eyes. And now for some reason, I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor and he's on top of me crying and he's screaming, Alex, wake up, wake up. He's literally doing chest compressions on me because I was unconscious. And I, I wake up and I'm like, what the hell is going on? He was literally like compressing my chest really hard, but I didn't even feel it. I couldn't feel anything at that moment. And he's crying. He's, he has tears coming out, coming out of his eyes. And he's, Alex, get up, bro. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to call the ambulance right now. I'm calling the ambulance right now, bro. Get up, please, man, please. And I'm, I'm thinking, I had like, what's going on? Why is he screaming at me? What's, why is everything happening so fast? I had, I was so confused. I had no idea what was happening to me. And as I got up, I took a deep breath of air. The same second that my eyes opened up, I took a 
deep breath of air and I'm, I'm looking at him and he's literally carrying me on his shoulders taking me towards the sink to cool me off because i'm at this point i'm still really really hot i'm all red my face is overheating and he's putting me under the sink and putting cold water all over my face and my hair and everything and he's calling 911 they said they'd be there in about 10 to 15 minutes and then after that he calls and as i'm still putting ice all over my body and everything cold that i can find on me i hear him in the back of my head my i was literally submerged in water just to cool off but i hear him in the back of in the back of my mind i hear him saying calling up my person my my doctor like my primary care physician in detroit i hear him calling his personal phone number saying hey alex just passed out like it's really really bad and they're going back and forth and i hear my friend saying i lifted alex's legs over his chest and i started doing chest compressions on him and i said what when the when, when did that happen you, you lifted my legs up so that blood can obviously flow, flow back to my to my organs. When did that even happen? And when all of that hit me all at once, I immediately started crying. Tears started rolling down my eyes. I, I realized that I was gone for a long time. In my head, I just closed my eyes, opened them back up, and that's it. That's all that happened. But at that moment, I realized that I passed out. I, I was totally gone. I was not in possession of my body whatsoever. And at this moment, my arms, my, I'm trying to get as deep, explain exactly what this felt like as deep as possible. When I was waking up, everything was blurry. There was loud ringing in my ears and my arms were like a stinging sleeping pain like if you sleep on your foot for an example when it falls asleep there's like a little sharp pain and you feel like it's kind of numb both of my arms felt like that they both felt very very numb and at this moment they started to feel that, that shocking pain as if blood was going flowing back into my arms i'm not sure what this could have meant maybe the blood was leaving my extremities to go to my organs i have no idea i'm not a doctor but when, when all this hit me at once i immediately started crying i looked up and i said I know I've been keeping that from you guys for a long time and it feels really good to let you know, but Alhamdulillah, I started praying to God. If I th those are my last words that I was going to say. That's what I wanted to say for the last breath that I took. I thought my life was over at that moment. But eventually, thank God, by the will of God, I, I cooled my body down. I was okay for the moment, even though I couldn't drink anything and I was still severely dehydrated. SubhanAllah, bro. SubhanAllah. Wow. SubhanAllah. That is... Lucid, bro. If you're watching this, man, Allahu Akbar, bro. Allahu Akbar. That's a... Alhamdulillah that you made it, but that you were willing to to leave the world, leave the dunya, with those being the last words out of your lips. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah, man. Well, that is like a breathtaking story, SubhanAllah. And that, that's like a, a once-in-a-lifetime story, man. Uh, that doesn't happen to most people. And Alhamdulillah. Allah, I'm, I'm very, very glad that he made it to be able to tell that story into, you know, Get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to have a longer life and to encourage other people to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a beautiful thing, man. Allah. People Allah. don't know how scary death is and how, how yeah. scary. Bro, we always say like everyone knows, you know, we're gonna die. You know, nothing's guaranteed except death. Um, at least dunya wise. And that's the only thing like Allah makes a promise that you know every soul shall taste death. And we know, we know our time is going to come. We don't know when it's going to be. And we all think, you know, it's going to be this perfect time where, you know, we're going to be of natural age, you know, very old. We're going to be in a comfortable bed. We're going to have the shahada just ready, you know. And everyone thinks it's going to be like that, subhanAllah, but it's not. Yeah. You know, that's the reality. No one knows when they're going to die, when their time is going to come, bro. Yeah. May Allah grant us good deaths. Allahumma ameen. Ameen, bro. And may Allah grant us the the humility, like Brother Lucid had, to come to the truth before it's too late. And alhamdulillah, he didn't, it's not like, you know, at that point he accepted Islam. No, clearly he's been Muslim. And and it just goes to show that he didn't wait till the, the, the last final possible time to say the Shahada and to become Muslim. Now, this is not like some fear-mongering or a scare tactic to anyone watching that's considering becoming Muslim. 
Um, but if you're already on that boat, just just take the step. Don't worry about how am I going to be the better Muslim? How am I going to give up all these things that I'm doing that are haram or impermissible or Allah doesn't like these things? Don't worry about that. Just take the step and become a Muslim. Have that belief. Take that step. Let go of your ego and then worry about the rest after. 100%. Um, you know, a Muslim that dies a Muslim, uh, eventually, as long as they have iman in their heart, eventually, inshallah, they'll, they'll go to Jannah. Eventually, they will, even if they're punished first. But someone who dies a kafir, someone who dies a disbeliever, after getting the message and, and either rejecting it or you know, not accepting it, they can't, they can't say the same about them. That, that they will eventually go mm -hmm. to Jannah. Uh, that's a scary thought, man. Allah. So it's always best to have a foot in the door. You know, actually, subhanAllah, my childhood friend, he messaged me uh, yesterday um, or Wednesday before class. And he told me that, you know, one of his, his high school friends is really interested in Islam, but he's been putting off the shahada for a while. Uh, and after class, literally after class, he or an hour before class, he told me that, and after our class, he told me that his the, the brother is now gonna take shahada, inshallah. Uh, they planned it for the next day at the masjid, inshallah. That's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, bro. These stories, and and subhanallah, lucid, bro. If you made it this far, what are you doing, bro? Come on, get on the podcast. Um, let's get an episode in, inshallah. It'll be very beneficial. We want to dive deeper into your story. And for anyone that made it this far, anyone that wants us to get Lucid on the podcast, go over to Lucid's channel, find this video. It's called I Almost Died. And just literally just comment that comment on that video. Just comment, you know, and get over on the Three Muslims channel or link this video. And inshallah, we're going to get Brother Lucid on. With that being said, Rami, any closing remarks? With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab naar. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I think there's another thing too. It's it's the perseverance aspect too. Like we're more willing to stick through with things that we set out with an intention. It's impossible to have empathy for others if you're not patient. So my love, bless you for that. First of all, I agree with the fact that the whole thing you said about friends, where it's like if, if they're affecting you more than you're affecting them, then you should probably get some new friends. You want to be investing in stocks, shares, bonds. You want to be investing in crypto. Because there's this thing called inflation, which means every year that passes by, the value of a dollar goes lower and lower and lower. And the reason being is because they're printing more money, right? That's why money is haram. At least the paper money is haram. Provided that you're actually there and you're being a good father and the mother's being a good mother, best conditions. And behind the mic, Hamza, Andreas, Zortzis, we will go in with our final three with brother Angel, inshallah. It's not just a responsibility on you, it's a responsibility on all the children, especially your father. In our private area is very elastic, and yeah, if you go too fast, the skin will literally crease up into like the edge of like the little clipper things, and you will literally clip your skin. You don't want to be on YouTube or the internet or anything that that amount of time, but it's it's the the fact is that's what we're doing.